people say, well, I, I thought you can eat whatever you want. Well, I do eat whatever I want, but my mantra is eat for your goal. So what is your goal? Because you know, you can't eat pizza every single day and fries and all these processed foods every single day and expect to get to your goal. Is your goal for health? Is your goal for wellness? Is your goal to lose weight? What is your goal? Stay focused on what you're eating. I have to remind myself this daily. Like I'd be driving down the road, my window's open. I'm headed to a track meet. I know it's gonna be very hot. I wanna pull in a Sonic and get myself a slushie, but then I go star. Do you really want those extra 60 grams of sugar? Are you really okay with that? Is that eating for your goal? And I'll be like, well, no, not really. I'll just take ice water. Even if my window's open, I will choose to not have something. This is Living Your Big Bold Life Podcast. And I am your host, Bet Lucas. I am a mom of six crazy kids, I work as a VP in a fast-paced industry, and I've been on a health journey. But what does living your big, bold life even mean? Living boldly is having the courage to finally listen and do what your heart has been trying to tell you all along. Maybe it's to take back your health, write the book, go for the job, run the race. And I'm here to help you listen to that voice and to remind you to be you boldly, the world needs you. Hi, everyone. It's Bet. Before we get started today, I wanted to remind you that I am not a medical professional. And my guest star shares candidly that due to the healing that she found on her health journey, she was able to come off of all of her medications. That being said, On this show, we are not pro or anti-medication, especially if it's helping you on your health journey. What do we want? We want to make sure that you are being an advocate for yourself, for your health, and you're asking tough questions of your physician. And if you're not happy with your physician, that you look and find one that works for you. Many of us, many of our family members, our friends, take life-saving medication sometime in our life. Medications are not all bad. They're not all good. We're bold enough to realize that very few things in this life are black and white. It's often gray. So can't wait for you to hear from Star and her inspiring story today. Here's Star. Well, welcome to Living Your Big Bold Life podcast. I'm your host, Bette Lucas, and today I have the pleasure of welcoming Star to the show. And Star's journey, I think, is going to talk to so many of you. And yes, she and I actually have some similarities. She has six children. Yes, so 12 between the two of us, which is laughable. We would need we need a bigger... <laughs> <laughs> we need a pretty big vehicle to uh, to transport both of our families. But Star, we did just buy a Ford Transit, so I could pick you all up. <laughs> um, but actually, we would be sixteen, right? My it only holds fifteen. But um, oh, Star is here. She is going to share about really what I hear so much in her journey is is hope and 
especially for so many out there that may be feeling a little bit hopeless on their health journey, maybe have kind of hit a wall. And, you know, when I was talking to Star, when I really think about the person we want to especially talk to today, I think it's that person who maybe is hit a wall in their health. So they're trying to exercise, exercise, exercise. They're trying to try every fad diet and any new exercise program they see come across the internet. Maybe it's that mom who feels like they just need to try harder. And that's what they're hearing from maybe a physician, their friends, family members. Or maybe it's that mom who has always been fairly fit and then all of a sudden has started to gain weight, not feel good in their own skin, not feel good on their health journey. And all the things that used to work don't work anymore. So... I hear this, all these topics like come through Star's story. And I think that's why you guys really, really need to tune in today and really soak up the things that she's learned on her journey. Because I think she was finding herself gaining weight. She was depressed and I think overwhelmed in many ways. And her story is going to provide you, like I said before, a lot of hope because it's not always medication as the solution. It's not always that you need to eat less, move more. It, it really, I think at the end of the day, her story is about how intermittent fasting freed her from all of those things in a lot of ways. So we are going to talk about hope and we are going to tackle so many topics that I think many of you out there, including myself, are struggling with or have struggled with. So, Star, I'm so, so thrilled to have you. Well, I appreciate that. That introduction got me all quite choked up over here um, because, yes, that's exactly like all those different, <clears throat> I'm going to try to get through this, all those different emotions that you are different moms that you talked about with the different feelings of just you know, how you are feeling like, okay, well, I guess I have to get to the gym. I have to, I do have to eat less and move more and you're cooking for your family, but then you're meal prepping for yourself. And then you're trying to get to the gym and you're taking away time, you know, from your family to get to the gym. So then you feel guilty about that. But then if you don't go to the gym, you feel guilty that you didn't go to the gym and it just turns into like this vicious cycle. And then you try other things. You try at home workouts and you try walks and you try things and that was me for the first having babies and earlier part of my life. I did all those things and, and they all kind of seemed to work. I could get to the gym and I could juggle the things and I could work out at home and it seemed to work until all of a sudden one day it didn't. I mean, I went from personal trainer, Zumba instructor, did CrossFit and helped out with that. And, and then it was like, all of a sudden, just one day, I mean, I feel like I hit like 34, 35. I don't know. It was like something all of a sudden, all the things I always had done for myself to, to get back in shape. I did meal replacement shakes. Like I tried all the things and I even tried those again as I was starting to gain weight and, and they weren't working. So I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do? All the things I've ever been trained to do, even in my personal trainer course and all my things like I'm doing all that and it's like not working. So like, you know, I would go to the doctor and say, I don't know what's wrong with me. I just, I have no energy or I feel, and then what do they do? They give you medications and they're like, oh, you're depressed. And you're like, well, I guess I'm depressed. That's why I don't 
that's why I'm not losing weight. Well, then they give you those meds and then you're like, I don't know, more sad. And then you put on more weight and then it just turns into another vicious cycle. And you just keep going down the, all these alleys of like, I don't know where you're spread so thin. And I mean, I was at a breaking point in 2019 where, I mean, I literally was like, I know I have all these children, but they're almost grown. They don't even need me around anymore. I was feeling so low and I don't know if it was the medications. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but IF is what opened my eyes. Like I just feel like I started at intermittent fasting. I really felt the need to wean myself off of the depression medications. So I did do that. I weaned myself off of those correctly because, you know, they were throwing, oh, it's your thyroid. Like, oh, it's this. So I was on thyroid medicine. Um, I do have high cholesterol runs in my blood. I was told since I was five years old from a pediatrician, I was going to have high cholesterol. There's just some, it's hereditary. So even when I'm super healthy, my, my cholesterol is really high. You were like the juggler of all jugglers. You were juggling all these things and you were like, well, well, but everything I've, I've tried, everything that used to work isn't working. Mm-hmm. I've hit a wall. I've hit a wall. And yet you go to the doctor and they're telling you, well, you're depressed. Well, it's your thyroid. So when the doctors would tell you this and then they, you'd get the medication, was it helping you? Did you notice any like mm-hmm. forward kind of momentum on your health journey or did it just kind of make I, it worse? I really believe it made it worse. And I, and it's so sad that that's like how the medical whatever field is where it's just like, if you go back in and you say you still feel sad or you still feel like, you know, not waking up sometimes in the morning, or if you say like any of these key things, they're just like, oh, you need more medication. Let's, let's up your dose. Let's see how you feel. And then like, before you know it, you're like, on so many meds, you, you just feel like you're a zombie that's going through the motions Mm. and and it, it just makes it, I don't know. It's awful. Like, honestly, like I don't even recall certain memories from back for like a certain chunk of my life when I was taking all those medications. Cause I honestly feel like they, I don't know, like I was a zombie. I was, I was here and I was present, but star was not present. Star was not her like she was not herself she was on autopilot of these other weird drugs that took over and they were being star but star was not her and then in the midst of this star just kept packing on weight packing on weight and then it was like all of a sudden i'm like what in the world i'm like 37 years old i kept thinking i don't want to turn 40 and 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 be huge like i want to be able to like look cute in an outfit or whatever and i didn't want to get dressed every day so i couldn't even imagine and i'd be like oh that's three years from now i got three years to lose weight like what can i do and then i'd be like well i've already tried everything so what do i do now and i just felt like i said like the weight would just keep coming on and um and then all of a sudden in august of 2019 i was texting with a high school friend and she sent me a picture of her and I just commented back and said, wow, you look just like you did when we were in high school. And she's like, well, hey, thanks for that. I read this book, Delay Don't Deny. You should check it out. Like a lot of my friends have started it and they're like already losing weight. And I'm like, yeah, like kind of whatever, you know, like, yeah. it's like another diet. It's yeah, just like sure. A, <laughs> yeah, right. Whatever, like, yeah. I'm sure. But I just kept thinking she, she doesn't look in quotes like she's on a diet. Like she looked healthy. She literally looked like what, what she looked like in high school, not just her weight, her actual skin and her face. Like I was like mesmerized where I was just like, no, like, what are you doing? Like, cause it was just, 
And so I don't know if that was why it was so profound because I don't, I guess I should say, enjoy reading. It does. I, I don't know. So, but when she told me to read a book, I was kind of like, ah, thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> I have six kids. I don't have time to read a book. Are you serious? I have to read at certain times of the day. Cause if I read at night, like before bed, that's like giving me a sleeping pill. Exactly. Like if you, like I have to read either first thing in the morning or during the day. But if you try to make me read, and I, I will fall asleep it, because like, I've been yes. totally, I've been chasing six kids all day. Like, exactly. come on. <laughs> yeah. It just turns into this relaxing thing. And I'm like, all of a sudden I'll wake up and like the thing's still talking to me. And I'm like, oh, I just missed half the book. <laughs> it just put me right to sleep. Cause like, so I, so she told me and she knows me from high school. So she says, I know you don't like to read, but get the book on audio. And I honestly, would have never even have thought that. So I was grateful that she even said that. And I'm like, well, hey, I can do that. So I downloaded the book and I listened to it on a really long drive one time. And I just was like, light bulbs were just going off because I, I truly feel like there's a little bit of good in all. So there's a little bit of good in, in every quote unquote diet. There's a little bit of good, you know, in every religion or, or whatever it is. So we can pull bits and pieces so to say like, oh no, keto is just terrible. Well, no, it's not terrible. It might've been terrible for, for you or whatever, but like some people might just feel really good when they eat keto. So that's like, you know, the reason why they do those things. But I want to interrupt you there. Cause I think that is truly my goal here on this podcast is ironically, I just was thinking about this today you know, the whole discussion of is low fat best, is keto best, is carnivore best, is vegan best, is whatever. And my goal really is to say there are good things about each one of those that I just listed. And there are there are pieces of wisdom that you can glean from them. And Absolutely. each of us are so unique, so different. And we're also should be always learning. Like we should be saying, this is what's working for me now. It may continue to evolve. And what I say, you know, yesterday is working for me, may be different than what I need tomorrow. And I just love that you point that out because I think too often times we get so set that, you know, this way is the only way in terms of like diet, different diets and right. eating lifestyles that we kind of miss the point that, maybe it doesn't have to be, you know, wrong or right or black or white. It, there's there's a lot more gray in there and it's a lot more complex. Our bodies are a lot more complex. And so that's why I think both, you know, both of us love intermittent fasting because you can take whatever eating lifestyle has worked well for you and apply intermittent fasting to it. Exactly. And what I love about intermittent fasting is that literally every day, like I tell all my clients, every day is a new goal. Let's just work on like tomorrow. Cause like, honestly, tomorrow I might eat keto and then the next day I might eat paleo and the next day. And guess what? I can do that as an IFR. I can do different quote unquote diets every day. Like people say, well, I, I thought you can eat whatever you want. Well, I do eat whatever I want, but my mantra is eat for your goal. So what is your goal? Because, you know, you can't eat pizza every single day and fries and all these, 
you know, processed foods every single day and expect to get to your goal? Is your goal for health? Is your goal for wellness? Is your goal to lose weight? What is your goal? Stay focused on what you're eating. I have to remind myself this daily. Like I, I've said, I'd be driving down the road, my window's open, I'm headed to attract me, I know it's going to be very hot, I want to pull in a Sonic and get myself a slushy. But then I go star. Do you really want those extra 60 grams like of sugar? Are you really okay with that? Like, do you want, is that eating for your goal? And I'll be like, well, no, not really. I'll just take ice water. Even if my window's open, like I will choose to not have something. So that's like what I'll really try to press to with intermittent fasting is like I said, every day can be different. You can eat something different every day. If I eat like quote unquote, not so great for two days in a row, then the next two days, I might, my body's probably going, star, come on, give us some freaking greens. <laughs> mm-hmm. Give us some salad. Like, so I listen to my body every single day. So when people will say, well, what do you do? What do you do? I go, well, gosh, do you, you got a minute? Because every day is going to be different. So it's going to take, like, my list is going to be very long because there's not one thing that will work for anybody. There's not one fasting protocol that's going to work for one thing. It's constantly switching up your fasting protocol. We have so many tools in our toolbox. Like Jen says, we're like ADF alternate day fasting. That's a tool that you can use. People will think, Oh, well, I've been doing this for three weeks and I'm not losing weight. I guess I should jump into alternate day fasting. No, no, no. Pump the brakes, pump the brakes. Like we're trying to reset a lot of things in our body. Our body is healing internally and we need to give ourselves grace. And especially if we're first coming on to IF, give yourself grace and give yourself that, like, I'm getting used to this. My body's healing from the inside out. It could be healing a fatty liver that you didn't even know you had. But no matter what, I know in my heart, the intermittent fasting works and that it is literally the only way to like sustain a healthy life and a healthy weight or whatever. Like, I feel so grateful every single day to have learned of it. Cause like I, I just recently went on vacation to Florida for a week and, and I spent a lot of the time and it kind of makes me sad to even think about it because I spent a lot of the time people watching and I would just look at mo- moms mm-hmm. struggling and I would be like, I can see the pain in their eyes. I can see the pain when they're taking the pictures with their family. I know how they feel and they probably feel feel so hopeless. And I just want to reach out to them and grab them and be like, there's a way, there's a way like it's intermittent fasting, read this book, then you'll find the way. It's just because it just makes me so sad when I see, you know, like it's not, it doesn't have to be that hard. Like life doesn't have to be that complicated. There's ways that we can make it easier. And I believe that intermittent fasting is one of those ways because I believe it has brought me back to life. Uh, it, It has helped me get off all my thyroid medications, all my depression medications, I'm taking zero medications. My cholesterol is still quote unquote high, but it's basically, it's actually exactly where it's at when I was working out like a crazy lady teaching Zumba and doing CrossFit. So um, it's actually normal in my head because I'm like, that's not high. It, it was a right. hundred, it was a hundred points higher two years ago. That was high. This is not high. 
I truly just feel like it has brought me back to life. Like when I talk about like intermittent fasting, literally saving my life and bringing me back to life. Like I feel like I'm a Phoenix who's been reborn again. And I just want to fly and spread and the word of intermittent fasting to every soul possible, because whether you have weight to lose or not, intermittent fasting is the health plan with the side effect of weight loss. And it is for everybody. Like whether you've got like people will say, Oh, I don't have weight to lose. It doesn't matter. There's still an IF plan for you. You yours might be eight hours and an eight hour window or whatever. For me, that's, that's not what I can do. I have to do short windows, but I like to eat whatever I want and kind of like whatever. So I got to keep my window shorter, but yeah, there's just so many options with it. And I just love it so much. So star, when you started, when your friend sent you that text, were you 37? 37. So you're 37. Your friend sends you this text. Do you mind sharing how much you weighed then? And you already shared that you you know, you were on depression medication, anxiety meds, thyroid meds, and then on top of some other things. How much did you weigh at that point? The last weight that I remember recording, because I remember once that scale tipped 200, I remember jumping off and crying and thinking, I was never that weight when I was nine months pregnant. <laughs> How mm-hmm. is this even possible that that scale just said 200 pounds? But I I did, I, I kept weighing or whatever. And I the last recorded weight was 207. 207. And it's now kind of a, a year and a half later, you have lost over 80 pounds. And let's walk through, let's now kind of go back in time to you get that text, you listen to the book, Delay, Don't Deny, you start to try intermittent fasting. What did it look like? What window did you start with? And what else did you do? Did you exercise? Did you do anything else? And kind of a day in the life on your progression from that 37-year-old star till now? Well, I was at such a low, like I had mentioned. So when I read it, I was like, well, I'm going to do exactly what Jen Stevens did. She did a five-hour window. She did OMAD. Um, OMAD means one meal a day, but one meal a day does not mean one plate of food a day. So I'll put that in there. But so anyway, yeah. yeah. So, so I, I was like, I can do this. I was working a part-time job at the time and I usually got home around 1 PM. So I was like, star. And I talked to myself every day, just like this. And I'm like, star, just get up in the morning, get ready for work, go to work. Don't even think about grabbing food, a smoothie, like you used to a, a protein bar, whatever, just get up, get ready, get the kids what they need, get to them to school and then go to work. And when you get home, you can have whatever you ever you want for lunch. And I was like, okay, I can do this. So I would get up every day. I would get my water and I'd be off to work. And I just started with water. I wasn't a really big coffee drinker in the beginning of this. And then more and more I've been to black coffee, but um, I didn't really start with that. I really just started with water. And then I would get home. I would have lunch. And then I would kind of... I don't know if I would really snack very much because then I would make dinner for my family and I, I would eat dinner, but I always, I remember not eating very much because I was pretty much just one meal a day, which means you have one plate, large meal, but then you can have a snack and treats if you would like. And in the beginning, I did kind of start out 
like maybe where it would be, my lunch would be a quote unquote big snack. I would say like maybe half of a sandwich I would have as soon as I got home and I'd be like, well, I'm making tacos for dinner. So I'm going to have half a sandwich and then tacos. And then I would close my window. So that's what I did in the very beginning. And it worked for me. Like I, I was losing weight kind of rapidly, like 10 pounds a, a month, some months, even 12 to 15 but I very quickly, my body very quickly shifted and moved to like wanting to fast around 20 hours fasted. And so I quickly moved myself to like more like a two to four hour eating window and getting to 20 hours fasted every single day. And I think that's a key is people tend to just track their fasts, like the fasted hours. And I don't necessarily like to do that. I like to track my eating window because moving two or three or four or five hours is very easy. But to try to be moving all these fasting hours around, very complicated. I wanted something simple. I needed something simple. So being able to only say, you're eating for this amount of hours. like So I would just get to certain times, make give myself goal the next day. Star, you can't eat till two o'clock. Star, you can't eat till three o'clock. And just slowly, I just really started gravitating towards my eating window. I wanted it to only be in the evening time. And I just slowly over time started, I also started realizing, and this was a big game changer for me that I like to tell everybody too, is we think that we need to start out with a snack. So then we start out with a snack. And then when it gets time to dinner, we might kind of sort of piece on dinner or not really finish dinner. And I slowly started realizing this isn't working because now I'm like white knuckling it to my next fast. Why am I white knuckling it? Well, Star, because you're not getting enough nutrition because you're getting full on your snack. You're, you're piecing on dinner and then you're like closing your window. So you're basically not getting hardly any calories. I mean, it's just you know not working. So then I'm like, okay, well, how can we fix this? Well, how about you open with your meal, you eat your entire meal, And then if you are still hungry later, you can have a snack, you can have a treat, you can have a drink, you can have what you want, but you got to finish your meal. And I treat myself like a toddler. I will say I have like reverted back to like, I'll be eating my food and I'll be like looking at the donuts and I'll be like, those look way better than what I'm eating right now. And then I'm like, no star, finish your food. You're not allowed to eat a donut until you finish your food. And I will, I won't let myself have sweets or whatever until my whole plate of food is gone. And if I can't finish my plate of food, then I don't definitely need a donut. If that makes sense. Like I literally like toddler, like, Oh, you didn't finish your plate of food that well, sorry, you can't have an ice cream cone now. (laughs) Like, I think that makes a lot of sense though, because I think women are guilty of not really eat. Like I always joke that if you took a picture of most of what especially kind of busy moms, I would argue, me being one of them. If you took a picture of like your your eating, a lot of times it's like a lot of snacky type foods that aren't very satiating. And I love this thought process because you're saying, let's satiate myself on the real food, on the dinner. Mm-hmm. And then if I still have room, I still want it, I'll give myself the option, but you're probably much less likely to eat that donut or or as much of it. (laughs) I was just going to say that happens all the time. And I'm sure most people are thinking, oh my gosh, dinner, how could she open with dinner every single time? Okay. Like sometimes I will tell you, mom prepares dinner at 4 PM because mom's hungry and y'all just heat it up. (laughs) So, So sometimes my dinner is very early. Sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, we've got game 
weddings. We've got track meets. Like by the time we prepare, like dinner is going to be like 7 p.m. Like there's legit some days I go a whole 24 hours or whatever. And no, it's not considered enough day. So you can't eat two meals after that. You just eat your one meal. I really like that tip. I think that's great. And this is really helpful too, because some of my guests have earlier windows. Some of my guests have midday windows. It's so nice to hear from kind of differing perspectives on what window really works for you and your family so that it, that maybe someone listening can say, oh, I need to, you know, I need to try this. So, so you were losing pretty rapidly. You were averaging 10 pounds a month give or take. And were you kind of shocked? I was, I I was mind blown, especially going from like the personal trainer thing. Like I remember the first week, even I think I lost like six or seven pounds. So for one, I was immediately hooked because I'm like, how is that even possible? Which we all know that's not fat. It was probably just inflammation and this and that, but it was, it was to see the number actually move in the other direction because for the last four years, anytime I got on one, it was up, up, up. So I just was like, oh my gosh, that, that, that went down, that, that went down. Like, I mean, I just was like in like freak out mode almost. And then I'm like, all I did was time restrictive eating. That's it. Like, I'm not doing anything different. I'm not watching and counting my calories like I have done for so many years. Meal prepping and weighing my food. Are you kidding me? Like, now I just, I'm so good at that. I can eyeball it. My daughter will be like, how much is that? I'm like, oh, three ounces. I can tell. Like That's awesome. You're like, because of all those years, Yes, yes. Even when I get like served chicken at a restaurant or whatever, I'll be like, seriously, they gave me two ounces. (laughs) I'm like, well, that's not enough chicken. That's definitely not enough protein. I will be hungry in a little while. Like I just know now, like I'm, but I'm very conscious about, you know, like the food that goes in my body, but I'm also, I also know the things that don't work with my body. This is a quick thing that I did that really helped me in the beginning. Every single day I journaled and I mean fast journaling. Cause I'm a very busy mom. I got on there and wrote hamburger, French fries, ice cream, and that's it. And I might write like, how I felt like felt really good today, had energy. And then I, every single day, cause I weighed every single day too, got on the scale or whatever. So I could take an average. So I would weigh every single day, write that down. I would write down my food and then, and how I felt. So then, and just, I mean, so simple, you guys, I can't even tell you just so simple in my notes on my iPhone or whatever. And then I, if I started kind of say getting a headache, having low energy, um, something like that, I would go back to my journal and I'd be like, what did I eat the last two days? Cause I'm feeling like dog doo-doo. <laughs> and right. so, so then I would look and be like, oh, well I ate this or that. Okay. Well that definitely does not have enough protein in it to sustain me the next day. So that is messing me up. Then that probably filled up my glycogen storage cause I ate a whole huge piece of cake. So that probably jacked me all up. So no wonder why I'm feeling super hungry today. Like star, your meal today better be no carbs, high protein, high in fat. Today you're eating keto star. That's what I do with my meals. Like if I have like say two days where I've had a ton of carbs or a ton ton of fried food, then I kind of lay off the fattening stuff and I kind of let myself have a few days of like 
eat decent star. Don't go all hog wild all the time. You're, you're fine. There's always tomorrow. Like, I think we get that in our head where it's like, Oh, we got to have this right now. There's just like, there's, there's not going to be tomorrow or whatever. We feel like we got to eat it all. Or if, if when we had cheat meals, it was like, Oh my gosh, I got to eat everything. It's my cheat day. Like, no, that's diet mentality that makes us think we have to do that even in our intermittent fasting protocol and eating windows. So we really got to separate that and not make ourselves think that we have to eat for future hunger. No, listen to your body in the moment. What is your body saying right now that it needs? Because it will tell you if you listen. And I believe that intermittent fasting opens up that channel for us to listen. And if we just quiet our minds, and I will literally ask myself, Star, what does your body need today? What are you, what fuel does your body need? And then I go from there on planning my food. And sometimes I just am making something on a whim and it's not even what everybody else is going to eat, but that's just what I felt my body needed at that moment. So I ate it. So I just really say, listen to your body. Yeah. I love that because a couple things that you said, one, what we do eat does impact how we feel and what we do drink can impact how we feel. And I think especially I'll give an example a few weekends ago, we had a friend in town and I've been trying to not drink wine as often. Like I've been really trying to limit my alcohol consumption. I like alcohol. Uh, I'm not here to act holier than thou in that regard. However, I have been trying to not have it as often, not, you know, assume just because we're having dinner, I should have a glass of wine. Where I'm going with this, a friend was in town for the weekend and we had wine all three days. And I will tell you, Star, my fasting that whole next week, not just Monday, not just Tuesday, was harder. Mm -hmm. Like it was harder. And I guarantee you it was the alcohol. And whether you journaled that, whether you just knew, I, I think it's really important to see how different foods make you feel and and what are your goals, but also know that you know what? Hey, that was a choice. I made a choice to drink those few, three days. And however, there is a cause and effect there. So I, I love that you share that. I also love that you kind of talked about the channel being opening to listening to your body, because I think for so long, we became automatons on being told, this is how many calories I can have per day. And we need to snack all day. And we have our meal prep that we just, it's like our ears couldn't hear our body anymore because we were just, we didn't know, should we eat now? Should we not? Should we, how, how many calories? And we just did it because, I mean, I always was going to hit my calories. Like, let's say I got told my max calories that day start was 1200. Well, I was always going to hit 1200. I was mm -hmm. never going to, you know, 800. Right. You know, I was always going to do that. And I think what's neat for me and learning more about my body and what I want to reassure people is I have days where I'm really, really hungry. And I don't take that as, oh my gosh, this is a bad thing. Like I know, interestingly enough, yesterday was kind of that day. Guess what? Today, I'm not that hungry. And my body just must have needed more fuel yesterday. And if I was in the counting calorie mentality, I would have given it, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I think that's where that's so fascinating to me. And today is really fascinating. And every time I learn this, when I, it's just like, oh, I must have needed it yesterday. And now today my body's like, oh, 
you feel great. And I ate really, I made really good food choices yesterday. So not only, yes, I did eat more, but I I feel really good. Hey friends, it's Bet. If you are enjoying today's podcast, I really hope you will join me every week for what I hope you find are inspiring interviews and bold content on topics like family and career and health. And can I also ask you a favor? Can you press that subscribe button and write a review if you like what you hear today? By doing those things, you are helping me get the word out. And I truly would be ever, ever so grateful. It also allows you to be the first to know when new content arrives. So please subscribe today. Now, let's get back to our guest. So Star, when you are, you know, you were, you're kind of losing this weight, you're feeling better. Let's go back to your exercise. So you were an exerciser, like you were, you Mm -hmm. were teaching Zumba, you were doing CrossFit. And if I recall from listening to one of your other interviews, the kids would go to school and some days you would exercise like a few hours, not just like an hour. Am I correct on this? Yes. Because see, I would teach Zumba, actually teach it. So that would take an hour or longer. And then I went straight into to a CrossFit class and we did strength training on top of CrossFit. So I would do anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half of strength training. And then the CrossFit workout, which CrossFit workouts are relatively super hard. Yeah. But they're, and they're relatively short ish or whatever. But so I would be at the gym for my hour of Zumba, my hour and a half of strength training, and then however long my CrossFit workout would take me. And, and like I mentioned in one of my other um, podcasts that I live very far from town. So when you go to town, you get everything done. So I would leave in the morning, drop my kids off at school, go straight up to work out at the gym then I would work out for three plus hours, go to the grocery store and get groceries and come home. And it would literally be 1 or 2 p.m. And I left at eight o'clock in the morning. So my entire day, I felt like was totally gone. And guess what? Star now all six of your kids are coming home and they're all going to have homework and like, but you just spent five hours in town and three of them are at the gym. Great job. <laughs> you know, like it was just madness. I've seen pictures of you. You and I have never met in person, but you look fit and strong and you look healthy. What did your exercise routine look like during your intermittent fasting journey? And what does it look like today? So when I started intermittent fasting, like I said, I was at such a low, I couldn't even go outside and walk without my back like seizing up. And that would be a whole new depression in itself because I'd be like, okay, body, if you can't even go outside and walk to the end of the street and back, how in the world are you ever going to make it back to the gym? And this is, you know, 207 pound me trying to figure out how I'm going to lose. And, uh, but, but I couldn't, I couldn't exercise at all. So when I started intermittent fasting, I I just, I didn't do anything. I didn't, I didn't exercise at all. My mind was only focused. I could only focus on trying to fast because I was at such a low. I was trying to come off medications. I was trying to do all these things that I could not add exercise in. I just couldn't at the moment. I mean, I know exercise is good for you and we're all supposed to move. And, but I also knew that I am very, very busy mom. So I, I don't sit on the couch all day when the kids go to school. I am constantly cleaning my house or, you know, there's constantly house chores to be done, not to mention all the running around and grocery shopping and Walmart trips and everything that you're doing. So you're constantly going, 
but I never once exercised and I still to this day have not exercised. The most exercise I've done is I just went to Florida to Walt Disney World and we had to walk around the amusement park, obviously, every single day. And we went three days at Walt Disney World and two days at Universal Studios and we had to make every day count. And according to my iWatch, I walked almost 10 miles every single day. <laughs> but that oh my was, gosh, that's awesome. That was last week. <laughs> so I walked like 50 miles literally in one <laughs> week. And that's my, my I watch kept going, wow, you're doing such a great job today. And I'm like, I know, right? Because you're, <laughs> you're probably like going, what's wrong with this chick? She's like actually moving today. And I actually did go and look at all my past history because I was so curious to see. Because like I said, I move a lot throughout the day. I obviously don't move 10 miles worth, but I was really curious how much I do move. So I went ahead and went to my history on my um, Apple watch or whatever. And I am anywhere from three to four miles and that's without exercising. Like uh, that's how much I quote unquote am moving or whatever. That's what it said on an average I do is like three to four miles. But that, like I say, that's just me moving around. That's me grocery shopping. That's me doing daily things. You know, when they teach you CrossFit, it's supposed to be taught to teach you how to do daily tasks and stuff without hurting yourself. So when I do, and this might sound funny, but when I do housework or whatever, and if I have to bend over and pick something up, you're not supposed to bend over just like in half. You're supposed to squat down to pick something up. So when you bend over to pick up a kid, you're not supposed to bend over. You're going to hurt yourself. You're going to hurt your back. You're supposed to squat down. Well, guess what? Every air squat, that's an air squat every time you're doing that. So if you think of it as almost like that and like a workout and you're conscious, and I have always been taught this, I don't even know what from, but to always keep your core flexed almost. Like you're all, always going like, like that. I don't know. My mom has just always taught me that. It's just this thing. So if I'm vacuuming, guess what my stomach muscles are doing? I'm like almost flexing them. So every turn that I'm doing with my vacuum cleaner, oh, I'm just working my obliques. <laughs> Never mind yeah. me. You know, yeah. I mean, literally like, so no, I don't work out. And do I think of all these things while I'm vacuuming? No, sometimes I'm not. And my, my stomach's probably not tight. But if I am being in the moment and truly present in the moment, I will try to ground myself and really think and be like, okay, you know, no, I don't want to scrub the bathroom. That's the last thing I want to do. But guess what? I'm going to use it as my exercise. I'm going to do just as many swipes on my left hand as I am with my right hand. And I'm going to literally like make this. A, so when I'm bending down in the shower and I'm having to, I'm, you know, I'll be like squat down in the shower. I don't bend over in the shower you know, just silly little things like that. I don't know if that's what helps because people will tell me all the time, there's no way you don't work out. Your arms are toned, your legs are toned. I'm like, sorry, I don't know. I don't, you know, I did in the past and then I got heavy and then I lost it. Again, kind of going back to that word hope, I think there were, there, and this was me, Star, like a, a few years ago, to flashback 2015. I really believed for me to get healthier, for me to make my health more of a priority, it was going to mean a few hours, you know, commitment in the gym, or it was going to mean substantial amount of hours a week. Let's put it that way. And what I hear from your story is that you were at a point of barely being able to walk across the street. And to me, that's so much hope because you just got back from a vacation where you were walking 10 miles a day. You're not doing any major exercise. And I guess to me, that mom, that person that we were describing at the beginning of the, this episode, to me, this is the what they need to hear. It's not that we are encouraging you to not move your body and not exercise. What we're saying is, 
you might not have to, to the extent you thought, and you may need to switch the order. You used to, the order used to be move, 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 sign up for the 5K, and that's going to be your ticket to lose weight. And what I think you're hearing from Star is her focus, first and foremost, was getting healthy by using the tool of intermittent fasting. And for her, getting healthy didn't have to mean two hours, three hours, multiple hours a week at the gym. But I, I guess that's what I just want exactly. to, that, that stay-at-home mom right now that is feeling a little bit overwhelmed with how they would ever have time to make it to the gym. I think Star can, is providing you a lot of hope right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. And I think we've taken away from this, this thought that we can't incorporate exercise into everything we just do every day. Now, it's harder for me because of my job as a desk job and I sit down, but I can still, you know, take a break and do some squats or do some push-ups or incorporate movement into my day and before and after. So I just, I love that. Now today, exercise is not crazy. You still, you kind of assure you're going to do a 20-hour fast. You know kind of what foods, you know, serve your goal best. What do you wish that you could tell the stars out there, the other people out there that might've felt like you did? What is that advice that you're just like, if I was talking to myself, what would I, what what would I like to say? And and maybe it's someone who's going to start intermittent fasting. Maybe it's someone who's listening to this, doesn't even know what intermittent fasting is. What's that advice that you'd give them? There is hope. There is a way. I don't believe that God or whoever you believe in made life this difficult for us. I do believe that there is a way for us to be healthy and be at a healthy weight for our bodies. Like I don't believe that we were meant to be like obese people or whatever. So I believe that there was a way that that had to be somewhat easy. And I feel intermittent fasting is that. And like, I like even in life, like I say, if you spell out life, IF is right in the middle. It's telling us right there. IF's the way. IF's the way to a healthy life. It's like the fountain of youth. It, It makes you feel so young. Like I have people telling me how much I look like my daughters now. And if I never dreamed that that would be, I I can remember being heavy and, and feeling so sad and depressed. And I would want to take pictures with my girls, but I didn't want to see what those pictures would look like. You know, like I I didn't want to see those pictures. And I know the feeling of never wanting to be in a picture and, you know, not wanting to document how you're feeling and have to see that sadness. And it was, it's just so amazing to have something that can be so easy and just don't overcomplicate it. I think when we come to it, I believe that the very first thing that everybody needs to do though is read Jen's book, The Fast Feast Repeat. Her um, newest book, I believe is the most important one just because she really explains and goes into the science a little bit more and really just has so much good stuff in that book. I've read it three times myself. Um, I go to that book for motivation. Like if I'm driving and I'm just like, you know what? I'm feeling kind of meh. I'll go to like a chapter and I'll be like, okay, what am I kind of struggling with? And I'll kind of click on that chapter and I just listen to it. Like I, it might be like a 20 minute thing and it just kind of lifts me up. I listen to your podcast. I listen to different podcasts to help keep me boosted up and just like listening to more people's stories, I think too, in the very beginning is what really helped me stay on track and be like, okay, I can do this. Like even if I had a month where I didn't lose as much weight or something, I would really focus on... Like I would be all down on myself and I'd listen to a podcast and somebody would say, don't pay attention to the scale, pay attention to your non-scale victories. And I'd be like, oh yeah. So then I was all of a sudden like, oh, it doesn't matter if I've only lost five pounds. I've 
you know, have my mental clarity is insane. My energy is through the roof. I, I, you know, you can't, I used to be like almost addicted to energy drinks, like literally like a lot where probably my heart was like, what are you doing? I don't even drink one energy drink now, ever, (laughs) ever, ever. Even in my window, I don't want them. I don't need them. My energy is insane. Saying it, it's just I love it, and so I would just tell everybody: stay the course and trust the process. Don't treat it as a diet, and you absolutely have to treat it as a lifestyle. You've got to come into it knowing that you're never going to stop intermittent fasting. When I first started intermittent fasting, I knew I was never going to stop, but it didn't hit me until I stopped my recording pod, my podcast with Jen. And I asked her now that you're in maintenance, Jen, like, what do you do, you know, for maintenance? And when she told me her protocol, I sat there for probably a good 20 seconds on the line with her and went, holy mo!" I was thinking, that's what I do right now. She does exactly what I do right now. Like, because in my head, when I started intermittent fasting, I knew I was never going to stop. But still in my head, I was going, well, when I get to my goal weight, then I'll be able to have two meals a day like normal humans and blah, 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 blah. So I was still treating intermittent fasting like a diet, not a lifestyle, because I was telling myself, once I get to my goal, I will da 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 no, like you just need to see what's going to happen. I have realized even in maintenance, there is no crazy long windows every single day for start, even in maintenance. Like I literally am at 20 hours plus fasted every single day with a one to four hour eating window. And I added in even a mealless day back in May of 2020. And I do those every single week. So I even added in a millless day. And the reason why people will still ask me, why do you do that if you're already at your goal weight? Why would you do a millless day? Because I love having an up day. I don't ever get to eat lunch with my family or my friends or my coworkers or whatever because I only eat my OMAD at, at evening time or whatever. So by having a down day, it allows me to have a beautiful up day, which means I can eat at whatever time I decide and I can have two to three meals that day. So it's fabulous. So that's why I incorporated the mealless day because I get to eat lunch. Some weeks I don't do it because it just doesn't fit my schedule and that's absolutely fine. Um, some weeks I have six hour windows because there's a special event or whatever. Do I stress or worry? Absolutely not because IF has my back and it doesn't matter that I had a six hour window with all kinds of crazy food over here. Like I, it doesn't matter. Like IF will have your back. So try to lose the diet mentality. Try to just take each day as a time at a time, take each fast as, as they come just every single day, just focus on that. And I promise you'll, you'll reach your health goals and it'll be amazing. So I love that you shared about your mealless day because I get so many questions from people on mealless days and I love incorporating a mealless day. I find really good success there and I love the energy and the mental clarity that I get as a result yes. the following day. And I always reassure people that the hardest part of the mealless day is dinner time. Yep. That night usually it's really hard. It's gonna be six o'clock and you're gonna want to you're gonna want to eat and you just got gotta push through. But Tuesday morning, if you if you do your mealless on a Monday, Tuesday morning you're gonna feel great. Mm-hmm. What's some advice 
you can give people on what your next day when we say an update. So when Star's talking about an update, if you're newer to fasting, she has a complete down day. That means she has a mealless day. She is not eating at all on that day that she chooses. So sometimes you'll hear me refer to it as a mealless Monday. But Star, I find people really struggle on how to handle the update. They're like, well, when do I eat? How much do I eat? what do I eat? Do I eat one meal? Do I eat two meals? Do I eat three meals? And I know you shared kind of that you eat two to three meals. You you don't overly watch a window. What does it normally kind of look for you? Or do you have any advice for someone who's feeling a little bit, they're, they're feeling better about the mealless day, but they're kind of frozen on the, the following day and how to best handle that? My first advice with a mealless day is I would tell people not to jump into it and think that they have to do it. I always try to tell my clients yes. that like, just because you're not losing weight right now with this protocol does not mean we need to jump straight into doing a mealless day. So I would always tell people don't do a mealless day unless you are like, like if you can get to 23, 24 hours, pretty much like a pro, like your fasting muscle is probably pretty good and built up, then then you can probably be able to push through for a mealless day or whatnot. But if you're pretty much white knuckling it for one, I would say, are you clean fasting? Cause that's absolutely like number one on the board, gotta be clean fasting. Then I would like be like, well, what are you eating in your window? Because you should be able to be sustaining yourself through that, you know. So get yourself to that point where you're feeling really comfortable, and then make sure that you can stay very busy. I make sure that day I can stay super busy on that entire down day. Um, I do cook dinner for my family that day. Some people don't understand how I'm able to do that, um, but I usually will make food <laughs> I don't like. So I'm like, oh, you want hamburger helper? Okay, because <laughs> I don't like hamburger. So it does not entice me. Um, I got really sick one time when I was 19 on tuna fish, so I cannot eat it anymore, but I can make it. And my kids love tuna fish sandwiches on croissants. So like I can make that for them for dinner or whatever. And it's like no big deal. So I will make things that I don't absolutely love or like I don't really love spaghetti. So I could make that for them or, you know, whatever. So I do that. And then the goals to get to bed, because like you said, from dinner time on, it's like, holy cow, you will literally feel like some days you want to eat your right arm off and you're like, there's no way I'm going to last till the morning. There's no way I'm going to last. And if you just can go listen to a podcast, go scrub your bathroom, go vacuum, go keep yourself busy is my only advice there because it, it is hard. It's not like a super cakewalk every time. Sometimes they're very, are, are a lot easier, but it's not a super cakewalk. So stay busy, get to bed. And when you wake up, you'll feel so euphoric, so amazing. Your energy will be like crazy. You'll be like, how am I not hungry right now? So I am not a breakfast person. So I don't open and have breakfast. If I was a breakfast person and I don't normally get to have breakfast because I have an evening window, then this would be perfect for this person because they, on their up day, could have breakfast, lunch, and dinner if they wanted or just breakfast and dinner if they wanted. Because on your up day, it's literally supposed to be a totally like quote unquote unrestricted day have two to three meals, eat to satiety, that sort of thing. Don't, you know, binge. Like people wonder or afraid that they're going to binge. You won't. Don't put, and don't put that premeditated thought in your head. I'm very big on mindset and what you tell yourself um, will truly happen and what you believe will truly happen. So if you believe 
that something does something, then it will. So like I'll tell people with, um, even if they're going to church and they're taking sacrament or whatever they take, they'll text and did that break my fast? No, that's your communion with God. He understands that your body understands that that did not break your fast. Move on. It, one time I went in order to drink from Starbucks. I asked for a nitro cold brew black. I was pretty sure it wasn't black, but I, I couldn't really tell until all the foam settled, but I went ahead and tasted it anyways. It was on one of my millest mornings, mind you, like my millest day or whatever. So it was like that Monday. I got it Monday morning, took one sip. I could tell immediately, immediately that it had something in it. And I was so angry, but I was driving and I couldn't take it back. And I kept looking at it. And and then I thought, that just broke your fast. And then I was like, wait, no, it didn't. Because I unconsciously, first of all, took that drink, not knowing that it was had something sweet in it. It's not like I purposely opened my window. And I took the one sip, I realized it was whatever. And I'm like, nope, your, your, your insulin might have spiked a tiny bit but it's so low that it'll be able to diminish, keep drinking your water and go on with your day and act like it never happened. So I did. And I ended up fasting for like 42 hours. So I was just fine. What you tell yourself, just remember mindset, mindset, and your mind is very powerful. So I, cause I don't like breakfast. I always open at my kids get home for lunch at 1230. I get to okay. never eat lunch with them because I always make it for them. And then, but I don't get to eat it with them because you know, I, I don't eat till dinner time. So they get home at 1230. I, usually and that's kind of a fun thing for us where it's like oh mom gets to eat with us like today that's cool you know so or they'll be like oh mom's update let's go get a snow cone and it's like oh yeah I can do that because it's my update usually I'm like well I'll drive you guys but I can't get one and they don't normally care like if I I'll still drive them and I still won't get one and they don't normally care but when I can indulge with them they're like moms, you know, so then it's like, everybody knows it becomes this family thing. And like, I don't know with having so many girls, I have five girls and one boy. So with having so many girls, like I really am so grateful that I have found intermittent fasting. So I can teach them that like, look, you don't have to struggle. There's going to be this for your whole life. Like, and when you get older, it's going to be there for you when you need it. Then do you start your 20 hours from that point for the next day? Yes, but I am not a stickler on so I open at about 1230. And then I have my dinner at whatever time I make dinner. And I don't care what time I close. Like I might close at 9pm. But just no matter how however late, uh, you know, of course you close means yeah, I, I have to count my 20 hours from there. So it's going to push me later the next day if I close super late. But on my up day, I mean, I usually don't care. I'm usually at about eight or nine hours of an eating window on my update because that's how long my window's open for. I'm, I'm of course not eating that entire time, but I'm having my two meals and my snow cones or my whatever else I want. And then I close my window. I usually like to close my window at 8.30 p.m. every single day. That's usually in my brain. If I was shooting for a time, that would be my time. Do I hit that? Uh, ever? Probably not because I end up popping some sort of candy in my mouth at like nine. And then I'm like, dang it. I mean, I still do that. Like we all do that. Like it's, you know, where it's like, oh, well, there's 30 minutes I just wasted, but oh, well, start the timer over, you know, but I, and then I just go right back into my regular OMAD. And sometimes I honestly have thrown in another down day. And I just love this so much because if they call it like the hybrid protocol, so I'm not, you know, you're not necessarily strictly an OMAD person every single day, but you're not um, strictly a ADF. You're not really alternate day fasting every single day. So you don't have a four, three protocol where you have, you know, your few down days and your other up days. 
but I'm just a hybrid where it's just like I add it in when I want to, or like if I have an event coming up or say, you know, I bridal showers, whatever, it's like, okay, well, we're going to be having brunch that day. I'm going to do a down day. That way I can eat and, and ha- be guilt free and be able to just indulge and have drinks and be fine. And, and you just have no guilt. That's what I absolutely love about intermittent fasting is the guilt free stuff. Because before, like we talked about earlier with not making it to the gym and all this and that, it's like, you always felt so guilty. If you went out to eat and you ordered something fried instead of grilled, you would feel guilty about it. It's like, no, that is not how it is. We can eat what we want. We can eat the foods we want. We can eat the foods that work best with our bodies, but we can also indulge and have these other foods that we want when we want because we're intermittent fasters. That's the difference. So for the big picture, yes, we need to watch what we're eating and be semi-healthy, but we should be cooking for our families like that anyway. So you know what I mean? So like, mm-hmm. of course we, we could just all eat together. There's no reason why. And then, but then when mom wants to eat out and have pizza night, mom can indulge in pizza night and not feel guilty that she just screwed up her whole quote unquote diet because she ate pizza. Nope. Because I'm not on a diet. I live an intermittent fasting lifestyle. And today this is what worked with our crazy schedule was to get Taco Bell or pizza or whatever. And tomorrow I'll try harder, (laughs) you know, like whatever. Yeah. I love that. I think it just makes it so approachable and doable. It's not like, you know, you have your food prep dinner over here and the kids are having their thing. It's like, no, we can eat together. This is a lifestyle. It makes it so much more simple. And I loved, I heard something today on one of the Facebook groups that fasting, intermittent fasting is simple. It's not always easy, but it's simple. And I love that. I was like, oh, that's, that's such a great way to put it. Like pushing through a mealless Monday or pushing through to your eating window sometimes doesn't always feel easy, but it's much more simple than sometimes we make it. And it's so much more simple than all the other things we used to do to try to uh, get healthy and, and lose weight. So Star, I'm sure after today, people are going to want to continue to watch your journey unfold. How do they connect with you? Um, I'm actually on Instagram at, it's called Love My IFing Life. I love um, that handle, by the way. I think that's great. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. At first, when I did it, my kids were like, Mom, you're saying a bad word. And I said, um, There's a I before that F, children. And they're like, Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were like, they were appalled. And then I was like, oh, you guys. And then they're like, oh, we forget. So they call it my ifing. They call it my ifing life. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, I'm on Instagram. I post daily in my stories of just all my struggles and whatnot and what I'm eating. I post recipes and all kinds of fun stuff. Oh, that's great. Well, I hope everyone goes and checks you out. I follow Star and her material is great and informative and really helpful for IFers out there. Also, before we close, okay, Star, if you could have any dinner, what's like, what's your like, oh my gosh, this is my favorite dinner. What is it? Oh, that's a hard one because I'm a foodie. Bad. <laughs> I love all food. So I'm Me ha- too. Me uh, too. That's why yeah. I struggle with this one too. This is really hard because I'm half Hispanic. So like I am like love Mexican food. Yeah. So that's like a hard one for me. I also love like chicken Alfredo, but I only love my homemade Alfredo. I'm kind of a snob like that. Um, <laughs> And but like eating out, if I had to pick, like, I don't know. I'm, I am not really a beef person. Um, I eat chicken and fish basically only, and I don't eat any shellfish. But my most favorite thing recently has been because it just 
tastes so scrumptious. When I go out to eat, I go to Texas Roadhouse and you, and it's not even on their menu that you can get it this way. So it's kind of like a side note, like a little fun fact here, but you can get their salmon. And if you ask to get it blackened, it's mm. so amazing. And then if you get their mashed potatoes, but you get them loaded, they put butter and sour cream and cheese and bacon bits on them. And okay, at first I was like, ew, mashed potatoes need gravy. That's gross. Okay, everybody, you have to try it because it's so dang good. And so I don't know, that's just like been so, and, and it's so, I always feel so good when I eat it, even though I'm eating all this butter and sour cream and cheese and everything. Like I eat that fish. So I just feel like I'm eating like super healthy, even though I just had like six rolls, but whatever, it's fine. I think that's great. I love, I love all food. Of those things. Yeah, I yeah. just love food. So I'm all over the place. So I know you have provided so much amazing advice. As we close here, is there anything else you want to say to the listeners as we end our amazing time with you today? Don't give up. This is the one thing, like I know that we always make excuses for different things or we make excuses why we can't do this or, oh, I can't do that. Oh, there's no way I could ever fast and blah, blah, blah. Lose all that. Like lose all that mentality of everything we've ever been taught. Lose all that diet brain Scoot it to the side, give intermittent fasting the opportunity and the chance to improve your health and then the weight will come. It has to improve your health and then the weight will come. So let's not go to it hoping and wishing for all this weight loss because then we're thinking of it again as a diet. And I, the reason why I say this too is because this is how I even approached it in the beginning and I don't want others to approach it that way. Approach it as a everlasting lifestyle that yes, it will change your windows will absolutely move. And when you're 80 years old, you'll probably have like an eight hour window, but you will still be an intermittent faster in your rocking chair. So just know that it's for life. Don't give up. Hang in there. There is light at the end of the tunnel. I promise. I love that. And again, we're ending with there's light at the end of that tunnel. There's hope. And your story is such an example of that, Star. So thank you for your time today. It's been such an honor to have you. I learned so much and I love hearing more about your journey. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for listening today. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to write a review and push that subscribe button. I also hope you will come hang out with me on Instagram, Facebook, and my new website, vetlucas.com. And remember, friends, be you boldly. The world needs you. You.